Welcome to the Forging Metal Podcast with your blacksmiths, Tara O'Brien and Ron Duran Jr. Come inside and grab your hammer. The fire is hot and ready. It's time to harden the f up. Let's get to work. The forge is now open. In my experience, all great leaders and, and successful people, they have this thing that, you know, we're, we're going to use the word metal. They have metal. And that's that ability to cope well with difficulties or to face a demanding situation in a spirited and resilient way. They all have that. They have that trait. And, and for some, it comes, it comes natural. And for others, maybe not so natural. But I will tell you, whether it comes naturally to you or not, you can get better at this. You can learn to be tougher. You can learn resilience and you can learn grit. This is not just me talking, although I have experienced this. The research bears this out that you absolutely can develop that and you can exercise this like a muscle. So that's what we're trying to do here. I can easily go back in my life and, and pick out all kinds of bumps in the road, if you want to call them that, uh, whatever it is. We have challenges come up all the time in our lives. How do we deal with that? Uh, you know, it could be a divorce. It could be a failed business. It could be loss of a loved one. It could be, you know, on and on, these real-world things that happen to us in life. How do we deal with those? And so I think this podcast is how do you cope with all of this? How do you clear through the noise and the negativity and the difficulties and the emotions and the anger and the frustration with everything that's going on in the world from fires to hurricanes to racism to a presidential election coming up? Um, oh, that pains me saying that. And then COVID on top of all of that. And how do we cope with it? We're going to talk to elite athletes. We're going to talk to people that have been in the fire. You know, we're going to talk to business leaders and entrepreneurs that know what it's like to embrace the suck. They know what it's like to do hard things. The the name that we're using for this this podcast is called Forging Metal. And just let me let me read the definition. This is a definition that I like and, and, and use, and there's a couple of them out there. But a person's ability to cope well with difficulties or to face a demanding situation in a spirited and resilient way. What we're also diving into is a lot of resilience, which is a really big word. Uh, we hear that a lot, whether it's business recovery and resilience or it's human resilience. Um, and there's so many different aspects to that that have always kind of been there, but now even with what we're going through on a global scale might, um, might be changing. And we'd love to be able to bring people onto the show that have some some ideas of how to change that as everything is changing daily here. That, I think, is the umbrella that this podcast, I mean, if, if I were to sum it all up, that is really kind of what it's, what it's all about. As one of my training partners likes to say, keep moving forward with a smile. You know, we're going through COVID right now, and, and I can watch people, and this is sit around and whine and complain about how things aren't fair or, you know, this, this sucks. It's so horrible. And I see minimal resilience and, and, and toughness to, to say, hey, this isn't ideal, but it is reality, and we need to learn how to deal with this. And we'll talk about things like, you know, how to build a growth mindset, and what does that mean and how to put kind of structure around it and exercises around it and daily practices and goal setting and, um, and habits 
habits in and of itself is amazing. Like, how do we change them, right? Um, but, you know, being comfortable, being uncomfortable and emotional intelligence and regulation. And what does all of that even mean? And how does it fit into this? The toughness, resilience and grit really kind of fit under that idea of can we cope with those things that, that are difficult in life with, you know, a spirit and resilient attitude? And the, the research will bear this out that we are desperately as a society searching for happiness. This elusive happiness. Now, Yes, somebody, okay, what's your definition of happiness? You get probably 90,000 different answers. Everybody's got a different answer. Um, in our Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This is, this is ingrained in us, but again, we are more depressed, more lonely, more suicidal. I mean, all those numbers are up. And so it just, it, it just strikes me that we are missing something. We're searching for happiness, but we're missing it. And my belief is, and this is not a new idea. This is you can you can see this in ancient philosophy. You can see this in Christianity. Um, that we are seeking out pleasure to find our happiness. We're we're seeking out the easy path to find our happiness. And I think we need to step back. And by the way, that's the way our brains are, are kind of hardwired. We move toward pleasure and away from pain. That's just the way we. That's the way we work. So it makes sense. But sometimes we got to go against that base instinct, and and, and there's there's obvious an, you know examples. We don't you know we don't want to become addicted to cocaine. That's all pleasure. Certainly, it's probably going to destroy our life and our relationships. But I think there's more subtle things out there that we we move toward. Again, the shortcuts. You know, the easy path. The the hacks. You know, these, these ideas, I want to make a million as fast as I can. Uh, uh, you know, when we talk to entrepreneurs, what's the number one thing they say? Uh, I want to get acquired. It's not so much about the purpose and meaning of creating something that makes the world better. It's just I want to get, not only do I want to get rich, but I want to get there fast. And I think that, um, you know, pre-COVID even, everything you're saying is so legitimate. And I do see a lot more of it, believe it or not, in the world of entrepreneurship, but also in the younger generations, right? The Gen Zs and the millennials are, I mean, they've created the word hack pretty much for everything that's out there. Learning hacks, lifestyle hacks, cooking hacks, which I think are amazing. And I live and love a lot of them. I'm guilty. But... Do you think that this is getting worse, easier, better, changing, altering with COVID? And we're going to be here for a little while. In other words, you're saying it's better to, instead of doing the hacks and getting to pleasure and happiness quicker, it's better to do the harder things that take longer to develop. Do you think we now have made the space for that? Gosh, there's a part of me that thinks that this is kind of a good way to slow down and maybe make it even better, um, where, where maybe people are, dare I say, getting in touch with just more time in solitude, more time in re reflection and, and reflecting on what's really important in life. If I, if I do a poll of my students, I say, okay, tell me about a time that was fulfilling to you or meaningful to you in your life. And, you know, tell me that story. And, and most of the time, it's going to be about that struggle. It's going to be about that striving. It's going to be about that difficulty. It's not the easy things that come in life that we remember and that we, we hold on to. It's those hard things. And, and I think we miss that messaging because we keep trying to go away from the hard things. Go, I don't want to do hard things, you know, because it's, that's hard. But 
if we can if we can change our mindset to know that's where the meaning lies, um, I think we can. I don't know. Again, back to that idea: live a more fulfilling life. What is fulfillment? What I mean, everybody knows the word happiness. Are you happy? Is that making you happy? But let's talk about fulfillment. Yeah, you know. I always feel like I'm not living anything original here. My story is not original, but much of my life, much of my younger life, I I was searching for something to fill me up. I always felt like I had this hole inside me and, um, you know, a six figure salary was going to fill that hole. Um, you know, the, the three bedroom, two bath house was going to fill that hole. The promotion at work was going to fill that hole. A beautiful wife was going to fill that hole on and on. We could go where I was always searching for something out there that was going to make me feel whole. And, um, they're all external to me. And so really kind of my transformation was to, to find that fulfillment within me instead of looking outside for something else to, to kind of fill that hole. So that, that, I think that's a starting point for when I talk about fulfillment. Uh, you have to piggyback that with purpose and meaning. And this is, again, from the research that I've done, is, is a very big part of, of that. If, if you can find purpose and meaning in your life, fulfillment is, is kind of, I don't know, almost like a package deal for, with that. And then, again, the happiness will follow. But, you know, these, these surface things, these, these shortcuts, these things that we do to try to get around that does not contribute to our, our fulfillment. That's where I was a hollow shell. And I think that a lot of people probably can relate, you know, that are listening right now can say, hey, I, I get it, Ron. I feel like I'm there now. And uh, so that's, that's been my journey. That's changed my life. And, you know, mine wasn't exactly similar. I didn't care about the paycheck. I didn't care about the the fancy car and the house and the husband and everything else. I literally filled every waking moment with adrenaline, which adrenaline is a form of addiction, I, I truly believe. But everything had to be filled with the next great, big, scary, dangerous adventure, whether it was you know, traveling through foreign countries, uh, or it was rock climbing on 2000 foot faces. And when I hit a point in my life where those things weren't really of that much interest to me, I actually went through what fulfills me now. I then think to students, and you have a lot of experience with students that are kind of starting their lives in their early 20s, and they're, they're going out and looking for their first careers. And you hear a lot of which I think is incredible because my age group did not care about purpose and meaning when they were looking for careers, you know, back in the 90s. But these people are. My caveat is, yes, I will use generalizations, but just realize that, that we have outliers and not everybody's the same. So, yeah, the millennials are looking for purpose, right? They're going into these companies and they want to they work for companies that, that have purpose and meaning and they want to tie into that. And, and be intimate with that. And I love that. Um, there's Not everybody does uh, love that. I mean, if you go back 40 years in, in probably history, the, there was no room for purpose and meaning. You, you're here to do business, and, and it really was separate, separate that from it. So I think it's a little bit of a new thing, but I do like it. But I think where, where the millennials, again, 
maybe missed the boat is they want to, they want to have that impact in 90 days. Right. And this goes back to where, where I started this conversation of, Hey, settle in. This may take you nine years, not 90 days. And, um, if it really means something to you, you, you know, do that work and stick with it and, and be committed to it. So I think is where, where they're getting lost is what that looks like. You know, is, I don't remember who said this analogy of, I think it might've been Simon Sinek. They see the mountain, but they don't want to climb the mountain. They just want to they kind of transport themselves to the top of the mountain without having to do all that hard work of that climb. Love the purpose and meaning, but uh, I would say let's add that element of may, may I borrow one uh, phrase that both of us like, embrace the suck. Yeah. Sometimes in life, it can still be fulfilling, but it can, it can suck. Give me an example, something that you've well, been through. You know, with my background lately in, in endurance sports, you know, you run 50 miles through the, the high altitude mountains of Leadville. There's a lot of that, those, those 50 miles that suck. But I'll tell you, when you get to the finish line, it is it is something, number one, that, that not even people can ever say they've done. But it is about as fulfilling as is as anything I've ever done in my life. Maybe, maybe the most fulfilling thing. So that that journey to get to that finish line is that that's what i'm saying no was i you know i tried to have a smile on my face all the way through that 50 miles but but it, there was times when it really sucked and i really had to grind and, and work and i think it's a good metaphor for life you want to start a business you want to you want to you know create the next unicorn whatever it is that you look at as as maybe your success in life um, you're going to have to grind out those, those miles in the middle. And, and that's the part where I see most, and I hear this from my students, by the way, that is the part where they say they lose interest or they see the next shiny object. And, and so I like to say, okay, why do you think that's happening? Well, it's your brain playing tricks on you saying, Hey, this is hard. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go back to pleasure and comfort. And, uh, now I'm going to distract you with, with something else until you quit. There's a great book out there called Anti-Fragile um, that it's a little bit of a tough read, I will say, but, 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 but the premise is that we can actually get better from adversity. We, not that we'll just resist it or, I mean, have resilience to get through it, but the way the author frames this is not only can we have the resilience to get through it, but we come out the other side even better. And I've been talking to my students about this with COVID. What is it that when you come out of COVID – you're going to be better. How, I mean, where, where is that going to be where you're going to improve? And I think we can, we can do this um, with the right mindset. You actually asked me that question so many months ago, earlier in the year. And what a fabulous question. What are you going to be better at coming out of COVID? And what are you no longer going to need and what no longer serves you? I think is what a lot of people are thinking about now. And, you know, um, just having been in the, the world of entrepreneurs, uh, one of my favorite words ever is the word pivot. And if you think about it, a pivot for an entrepreneur is they're trying to build a product or a new company and it's something's not working. So they have to pivot on their heels to the left or to the right and they'll go down this new road, and sometimes that won't work either. So they'll have to pivot and go left or right until they find what works. And I think we, as an entire planet, are pivoting right now. I think businesses across the entire globe must pivot, or they will find that they will no longer be in business. We're seeing that, you know, even in our, in our hometowns with restaurants and other businesses closing – 
And I think we pivot individually as humans or as families. Everyone is pivoting into a new way of doing business. You wake up in the morning and nothing is the same anymore. You wake up in the morning and you realize I don't have to, like you said, I don't have to have the same life I had pre-COVID. And that's a pivot and that is resiliency at its best. I love that. And, and I would say, you know, if you're doing the right work right now during this, you should be taking inventory and, and really looking at your life and, and putting it under, you know, a spotlight, a magnifying glass, whatever you want to call it, um, where you say much of what we've already discussed is what's important, what's really important to me. Um, and, and as one of my colleagues said, and I don't know if she, this was original to her, but I don't know that it matters. She called it the, the great pause. And, uh, you know, instead of the great recession, it's the great pause. And so we've had this wonderful opportunity to kind of stay, take a step back forced upon us, but I see people kicking and screaming in the corner, you know, like, and with the right mindset, you can say, this is a gift. And say, what am I going to do different now that I've had some time to pause, now that I've had some time to take inventory of my life? And again, what are your success metrics? You know, what is it that, that is successful or what does success mean to you? Maybe for the first time in your life, you're, you're getting a breather to really think about that deeply. And uh, I know I've done that. Uh, and, and there's some things that have come out of that reflection that uh, have been quite uh, intriguing to me. Uh, some things that were maybe unexpected that, that I think is going to lead to a better quality of life. And I wholeheartedly agree, but I will take a pause to um, lend some empathy to a lot of our listeners and say, if you are sitting here and you're like, I don't have the time to take a pause and a step back, and I don't want to think that this is a really glorious, lovely experience that we're all going through, I just want to let you know, I hear you and I totally understand but there is an amazing thing that I've learned and I succeed and fail at it even keel. Um, and that is the ability to reframe. We all uh, make a choice on how we feel about everything. You can feel like total crap and you have now set your mind to it. Or you can say, wow, <laughs> my car just got totaled. I think that is an awesome opportunity for me to get some better exercise walking until I get to buy a brand new car um, three years from now. But I, I think the, the concept of reframing is something we're going to get into a lot because it is something that in order to be resilient through a lot of the things that are going on in our everyday lives with or without COVID is, is the key. And I cannot wait for some of the guests that we're bringing on to do that. That is what this is about. And, and again, I, I think the reason why you should listen is I think this kind of goes against the grain. I really believe that the messaging, and whether that's you know, direct or indirect messaging that we get from society, um, is that we move away from those things that are uncomfortable. I love, the, I love get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I would add to that, if you get comfortable being uncomfortable, you'll never again be uncomfortable. Ooh, isn't that deep? I mean, the idea is that if we can, we can do these things that are hard and we can do these things that are uncomfortable, and if we get comfortable with that, we're actually making our lives easier, if that makes sense. That is, that is one side of this. And the other one is my favorite quote from Brene Brown, 
and I'm paraphrasing, this is a snippet of a quote of hers, but choose courage over comfort. At the end of the day, that is not the messaging we get. And that's not what's kind of drummed in. We want comfort. We keep, that's why we're, we're obese. And that's why we have, you know, uh, Netflix, we have Netflix, <laughs> binge watching Netflix and we have, uh, you know, all the things that come with along with obesity. We want comfort. We want our Doritos. We want our, you know, 64 ounce soft drinks. And, and, and again, please, I hope you don't take this as me being judgmental because I too was that person. And, and, Three months ago, I was 15 pounds heavier than I am now. So I, I get it. I've been there. I've been on both sides of this coin of, of choosing comfort over courage. But I would say that, that, that maybe that's the takeaway is this is about choosing courage over comfort to make your life better. Agreed. And, you know, resiliency, toughness, and grit. Um, and I love this choosing courage over comfort. It's what you and I are both going through. It's what everyone we know is going through. It's what parents are going through. It's what every one of our guests go through. This is a podcast about, listen, we're all going through hard times with or without COVID, with or without uh, presidential elections coming up. But how do we deal with that and come out better on the other side? And not just better, but how do we come out better so that we can share those stories with other people and help them find the same amazing thing we found through that struggle? So with that, welcome aboard. The Forge is now open. Thanks for joining us this week. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell all your friends. If you didn't, let's just forget this happened and we'll try again next week. Until then, join the revolution to forge metal and connect with us on social media.